Men and women of the Legion, welcome to the Legion lifestyle. Together, we can grow the Legion. Together, we can change the world. How do we do that? Share the show. Spread the word of our mission to change people's lives for the better, and together, we can leave the world better than we found it. That is the way of the Legion. What's going on, Legionnaires? In this episode, we talk about growing the growth mindset and building the foundations of this lifestyle that is the Legion lifestyle. Please follow us on our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram at Legionnaire Athletics. That is L-E-G-I-O-N-N-A-I-R-E Athletics. Please follow my personal account on Instagram at I'm Dean and so can you. Give us a little DM there and let us know what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show so we can make it better and get this out to more people. If you would like to have your questions featured on the show or a topic you'd like us to discuss, please send us a message and we will get back to you on that. All right. Love you guys. Let's get into the show. Welcome to Legion Lifestyle. I'm your host, Dean. Joining me today as usual, Randy and Megan. What's up, everybody? Howdy doody. How are you guys doing? Everything good? It's been a week. So I'm super excited. I had a half day at work today and uh, it's my first almost day off in like 13 days. What's a day off? Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, my last official day off was Christmas. Yeah, it counts. And I'm fucking tired. <laughs> it sounds like fun. Um, things with me are good. I'm off tonight and I'm off tomorrow. So that's definitely a bonus. Um, a bunch of uh, people quit at my job. So uh, for the fourth time, they have offered me a shift leader position. And I have turned it down three times before. And more than likely, number four is coming their way. Yeah. Refuse to lead. Yeah, that's fair. That's how I lead by example, by not <laughs> leading. Hey, I mean, there's there's areas in life you want to lead, and there's areas in life you don't want to lead, you know? Like in my job right now, like I'm very happy uh, not having a leadership position, my day job anyways. Like I'm very happy like just, just cruising. Like that's just, I want to show up, I want to make money, I want to do good so I improve and then like get bonuses, but like I don't want to be in charge of nobody. Then we're in the bar, though. That's a different situation because I'm more, more intimate team. And uh, the leadership role there is a lot more rewarding. But, like, I feel like I'd probably be the same situation with you. It's just like, yeah, yeah just bullshit well, that's with, unneeded. With my job, it's – they just – there's I know my value. Like, I bring um, punctuality, uh, consistency, and, like, just overall reliability. And I know my worth. And when it comes down to, like, when you apply for the position – you know, what you think you should get, like, they always try to lowball me. And it's like, I'm not going to argue with you over you trying to lowball me. I'm not, I'm just not going to step up and do all the extra work for a little pay. Yeah. Like, I know my worth. And if you're not, if you don't value me like I value myself, that's fine. But don't expect me to go above and beyond for this company. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll do my basic job expectations. Like, that for sure will get done. But, like, anything outside of that, no thank you. The difference is, like, your job, you can highlight all the things that you're valued for and they're not going to pay any attention to you whatsoever whereas my job I did the same thing I went to my district leader I was like listen like I manage way more people than the core side of the store and all this other stuff like I want x amount of dollars and they actually came back with me and agreed and gave me x amount of dollars well that's That's, how it should be that's never happened to me I just want to break that's never happened to me it's like I'm valuable pay me or somebody else will yeah, it's like, hey, I have these skills, I have these values. If you're not going to value them, then I'm not going to use them. So it's like, yeah. either pay me more or I'm going to keep doing the way what I'm doing, how I'm doing. Yeah. yeah, you can either pay me what I'm worth or I'll give you the value of work that you're paying for. Yeah, like, you know, eventually I want to I want to have employees and I want to like, you know, want to get the clothing shit going, which I need to, I need to work on. Uh, I've been busy as shit and haven't done much with it over the last few weeks, but, but like, <clears throat> why me. do you always seem like you have heartburn every time? Like, because you're just like, it just works out that I eat right before you guys get here. And so like, so it's all like <laughs> yeah. but no. So like, I'm like, I'm going to have employees and stuff eventually, but like if somebody's going above and beyond, like I want to reward them. I want to pay raises you know obviously there's a limit for that until they have to move up in a position or something like that but like so many companies are so toxic where they they don't do any of that they just want to 
have people, you know, they want the max and output of their employees at minimal pay and they don't want to do anything more than that. But then when people complain about it, well, well, there's a door we can get somebody else to do this fucking job, you know? Yeah. And so for me, it's like if you're going to try and make me get the most out of me work wise and pay me the least, I'm going to find a way to do the least amount of work to match the least amount of pay. Like, and I'm, I mean, when I want to be petty, like, I'm good at it. So when I, when I focus and I dedicate myself, I'm all aboard. If you put half the amount of energy into being a leader that you do into being petty, (laughs) you could change the world, baby. You could change the world. So put in half that amount of energy into this, then, yeah. There you go. There you go. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. But no, it's like there's a sign out there where it's a, you know, obviously not for like the best employees in the world, but when you get into that position, it's like, you know, you want to be the the last person to show up, the first person to leave and do the least amount of work for the most amount of pay. Woo. Yep. That's, Cheers to that. It, that, that, that. In my opinion, that's how you be a good employee because, uh, you know, you don't want to work for people your whole life. But I mean, obviously, people want to fit in those. There's got to be cogs mm-hmm. to make the whole system work. And so there's, there's going to be people that have to do those shit jobs. And I mean, obviously, you want to be you want to be punctual, show up on time, you know, and, and put in the most amount of effort. Mm-hmm. But if you aren't being respected, revert to the negative, revert to that toxic employee life. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I've always been one of those people. Like, if I had a good job and I was really valued as like a worker and just as a person in general, I have no problem being in a leadership that role or even being a follower to people above me. Like, if the job is great and like I'm happy and I'm enjoying myself, then like that. That doesn't matter. Like, I'm super content that way. I don't have aspirations to, like, I need to be a CEO and I need to run this and do all that. Like, if I find a fitting where I just, I feel super happy and, like, I feel like there's room for growth and there's appreciation, then, like, I'm all for it. And I, you know what I mean? Like, when you value your workers and you show that appreciation and you pass it forward like that, just like at the gym, you know what I mean? Like, that yields so like just really good results yeah it's like i have a very very good like with my job right now um work relationship like with everyone it just it becomes to feel more of a home rather than a job you know so it's like i don't look forward (laughs) to going to work but you know when i'm there it's it's not miserable yeah and you and you know like you're gonna put forth good effort because Yes. You know what I mean? If you think of it like home, you're like, I'm not going to let my home go to shit. So I'm not going to like let my job, you know what I mean? I'm going to definitely get stuff done. Like I'm not going to be that person as whereas if you treated it like a job and you weren't happy. I mean, there's people that will sabotage to no end and just be like, I'm going to do everything that I possibly can to make this the worst place for everybody. Yeah. um, Outside of getting fired. Fair enough. Uh, speaking on, you know, letting your home go to shit, I've, I was not great at that. And you guys walked in and you're like, well, it's tidy in here. And that's, that's because I, I uh, looked after you a little bit and I, I adopted your mindset and, and you uh, had a real man cave. Like, yeah, like it wasn't like a bachelor pad. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like filthy by any means. Like yeah. I didn't have to shit. I don't want to question any women that mess. were okay with coming over here to hang out with you, but like, that's because they didn't come over here. Yeah. No, but like, no, like it wasn't messy, but it's like, I was definitely a single dude living here, but it like, you know. I have to because we had a conversation and like you're one several of your habits like you hate you know being messy and and you know you wash the dishes right after you use them and stuff like that and I just kind of took a second to like sit down with my wife and be like why why is it so hard why do I just leave them there like why don't I just do that why do I a pile a massive pile until all week yes when I'm done with the dish I just you know rinse it off like I have a pile of my dishes that are right there but that's like I use my plate for steak and I use my other plate for my eggs in the morning and I have a bowl for the potatoes. And I use the same three because I can just keep washing them. And that's why I, I don't put them away. I just let them sit there because like, I'm going to keep grabbing it and going. But And then, you know, I pick up all my shit and put my clothes just straight into the, into the wash instead of, like, put them in a ply pile on the floor. I could use a hamper, but, like, I have a pretty narrow hallway. But, like, if I use a hamper, you kind of take up a little more room and it hurts to kick. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's like I just got tired of living, like, at, like, a, you know, typical single dude. So it's like. That also kind of brings me to something I wanted to touch on a little bit, which is how how easy it is to kind of like flip that switch a little bit. It's like once you get into this lifestyle, like it is so easy to change any aspect of yourself. It's just like, I don't like this. I'm not going to do it anymore. That takes a lot of discipline, a lot of fucking hard work to get to that point. For everybody, it's different. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit OCD. I'm a lot of OCD. 
Um, there you go. So there you go. that's where a lot of like my pickup comes like constantly. Like if I finish dinner before her, which is 99% of the time, like I'll start cleaning up unless she like looks at me some type of way. Like you're going to sit here and you're going to spend rest of dinner with me while I finish eating my food like a normal person. Yeah. So if that happens, you know, I sit with her, but then I immediately start doing the dishes and start cleaning up so we don't have a mess. But I never used to be that way when I was younger. And so that was one of the things that I kind of started changing about myself when I kind of started my like weight loss journey. And it yielded for me just really, really great results of like how it changed my lifestyle, like outside of just like, you know, doing the gym stuff, just like everything, like my home is more picked up. I'm a more cleanly person, like in my workplace, like my area is always like neat and, you know, picked up like I just that is who I am. And I take that everywhere with me where I go and it translates into just everything being just a lot better. Yeah. And I, I saw that. And that's why I kind of started doing what I'm what I'm doing here. And, it, it, you know, in doing this just for the, the week and like I don't have any plans to stop now. This is just part of who I am now. And at least, you know, if you guys see me falling off track, I want you guys to yell at me. Your shit's dirty, yeah. Dean. But um, but no, it's like it almost makes it easier to, to be productive in my house now. Um, just because like when I had shit laying around, it's like, uh, it's, you know, I just want to be lazy and lay around, but like now that I'm keeping things, you know, in place, it's a lot easier for me to like want to get shit done and it makes it harder to like want to just lay around. I know you wanted to say something, Megan, would you have? I still struggle with all that stuff because <laughs> I have Randy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's my dish bish. Get yourself a Randy or do it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Randy with a Y. Let's not get that confused. Either. Yeah. But um, there is there, a dark side. Wait, hold on. Is there another way to spell Randy? With an I. It's, it's like normally female a female way. version. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if you spell yeah. Randy with, with an I, you just... Yeah. I have a vagina. That's yeah. what that is. But no, I, there is a dark side to... to the, it's probably more the OCD side yeah. of you because, dear sweet baby Jesus, if I leave a dish like next to like a, a cup next to the coffee table or something like that, you best believe I'm going to get an angry text message the next day. <laughs> it's not even that. She, like, leaves a half full of coffee. And, like, I, I legit never came... waste coffee. That is no, blasphemy. No, she wastes everything. And the, the, I came home the other day. There was a legit towel on the couch and a fucking spoon on it. Nothing else. A spoon. <laughs> a dirty spoon. I was I'm spooning like, on the couch. What do you want? We talked me? about this yeah, I'm just like, man. <laughs> yeah, still mad dude. about it. He's still mad about the spoon. Dude, it haunts me, man. Like yeah. I wake, like I dream of dirty dishes, and then like she just haunts me with like everything. But the thing I was gonna point out to you is keep doing this for a while and just see the changes that yeah. you you make in every other aspect besides just your home. You know what I mean? Like things are gonna end up getting more cleanly it's going to start progressing in another way. Like, and you're going to see it kind of like translate into a lot of other areas. So I would just try and be as aware as you can, you know, with it happening in the moment, even though you're up close, you know, so you don't see it nearly as well, but just having an idea of like how this is about to like, if you keep doing those things of like how that translates and affects the rest of your life. Yeah, no, that's awesome advice. Cause like, it's so easy to just be in your own little bubble in your world. Cause like, you know, I didn't really think I had much of an issue with it. I mean, like, again, there's people that are so much worse than I was. But, For like, sure. But, like, it, it's so easy to, like, well, this is, this is probably normal. This is just normal. It's all I ever see. I don't really go to be other people's houses. So I'm just like, well, this is just this is just living. This is just normal. And until you get that kind of perspective outside of that, we're like, wait a minute. This, uh, something's off here. And it's just bringing awareness to that and be, becoming self-aware of it. Once you become self-aware of an issue, you know, big or small, that's when you can really just be like, well, shit, I'm not doing that no more. Like, I can just, like, it's hard to, like, you know, do it, but, like, it, it's, it makes it a lot easier once you bring that awareness well, when you, to it. Yeah, when you become self-aware, then you got the decision of, like, do I keep doing the same thing or do I change it? Because I feel like some people, even when they have that realization, they're like, I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's harder to do those kind of negative traits when you're, when you're consciously making the decision to do it. Yeah. You know, like it was like, it was 10 30 last night. I was up, um, late studying in my new textbooks. Um, I'm not in school, but I'm putting myself through it, but, um, <laughs> I'll get into that in a second. But, um, 
but it was 10.30, and I was tired. I had just gotten done eating because uh, I was at the gym late playing racquetball. And uh, and so, like, I had my plate that, you know, I ate my steak off of, and I had my bowl that had my potatoes in. <clears throat> and then I made a big uh, fruit protein smoothie, and, you know, I had the, the cup for that sitting there. And I'm like, you know, in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm exhausted. I passed, nodded off on the couch for a second when it came to. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Like, I'm just going to do this in the morning. I'm like, no, just fucking take That's take a minute. Killer. Just fucking just do it now. And so, you know, wash them now and, you know, take an extra fucking minute. And I almost didn't do it. And that's what I did for years. It was like. It's the procrastination yeah. that leads to just not doing it at all. Yeah. I used to. Mindset. I used to be really bad. <clears throat> excuse me. When it came to the gym about that, I would get home from work and I would sit on the couch for a minute and be like, oh, man, I'm tired. I'll go at seven o'clock. Yeah. Seven o'clock. Seven thirty. Eight o'clock, and then I'd never go because it's the procrastinating that just nips it in the bud. And that leads me perfectly segued into uh, something I wanted to talk about. I was studying this all. Yes, one one thing. The the, the other thing that I was going to add on to is for me with all of that when you when you do the stuff around your house, if if you weren't to do that, but you're very big on like I'm going to take care of my body. For me, it's like hard for that to translate. Like if you're going to go through all that much trouble to like make sure your physical and your health is like all on point, but you're not going to take that type of pride in everything else. It there's like a it doesn't do nearly as well for you because you're not like kind of completing the full circle here. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to take that much pride in your your body and your appearance and like your health and stuff, why wouldn't you? Because, like, living in a dirty home and not cleaning up after yourself, like, that could be bad for your health and stuff, too. So, like, for me, that's with you, you know, being on this track of, like, your dieting's getting better, your workouts are getting better, like, and now that this is happening, like, it's kind of coming full circle, like. Yeah. And it's a, you know, like, what I'm getting into, it's the growth mindset. It's it's a, it's a whole thing. and. This might sound a little bit scripted. That's because I'm reading. So if I suck at reading my own handwriting, it's because I, I don't have. Well, I was going to say we should also preface that I'm 33, but yeah, you're yeah, only yeah. 20, 25. 25. Yeah. So like Baby. When, when I was at 25, dude, I was a complete fucking train wreck in my life. Like I was still yeah. really big. I I was not doing well for myself at 25. So like where you're at, like leaps and bounds better. And I, you know, I wasn't nearly as picked up as my with myself at that time. So you're like where you're at right now, you're definitely doing a lot better than where I was at that age. Yeah. But something about, I don't, I don't like age because like, you know, like, yeah, you're, you're 33, I'm 25. That's a bit of an age gap. But at the same time, like age is just, you know, time in itself is just relative to your own experience. Call it your experience level, like a video game. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, not, not even that it's, it's almost, <clears throat> opposite of that for me because like yeah you've been on this planet longer but the things that one person has gone through versus something another person has gone through you know you know because like i always <clears throat> joke like i'm mentally like 35 at this point because like the just the experiences and what i've done and put myself through in a sense have you know they, that pushes me <clears throat> further ahead than a lot of things can be. I keep getting phlegm stuck in my throat, Some so it's going to keep happening. Some quests earn more experience. Well, then, then that works there. See, my video game thing works here. It, it, it comes around, <laughs> sort of. It just doesn't match with the whole age yeah. thing. No, but, I just, I like to point out, like, because it's, you know, you've, you know, been here for 25 years, but, like, you're progressing at a very good rate. You know what I mean? You're making a lot of changes, and you're yeah. doing it earlier on rather than later. So, like, having that type of mentality change at a younger age is... I mean, it's going to be really great for it as you progress through and you start making better changes. Like things yeah. are going to be easier because, I mean, you know what they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks, which I mean, you can. It's just really hard. As a dog expert, that's not true. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, you know, <laughs> but that, that translates pretty well to humans too. And because, uh, you we know, slow. yeah, well, uh, like even once you get in your 50s and 60s, like, you know, people are like, well, I'm we really too slow. late for me to do that. Too late for me to do that. I can't do that. I can't like you can do any age, you know. Yeah, especially when it comes to like fitness, it's it's you're never too old to get into fitness. There, I just read I love a story. to see the the grandmas and the grandpas that are like yeah. sixty five and they're like, I've never Fucking done this before and I'm ripped as shit. Seven, there's this like seventy eight year old female power lifter setting fucking records. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, what's but, your excuse? Yeah, but yeah. I want to get into the, the growth sure. the growth mindset, um, which I, I've just grow it up. Yeah, 
I spent all morning, which is opposite of the procrastination mindset. The procrastination mindset, that's going to keep you where you are. And the thing with the procrastination mindset and growth mindset is it has to do with dopamine. Dopamine is that feel-good chemical in your brain. So, for example, if you have a piece of cake, while that cake is really good, you get a spike of dopamine from eating that cake. I'm going to keep using cake as an analogy for this because everyone wants to have their cake and eat it too. But with the growth mindset, it's learning to not do that exactly. So, so what, do you steal somebody else's cake to yeah, have their cake? You steal somebody else's cake. Okay, yeah. You, I just, I just want to make sure we we're you clarifying You cut a piece that. out of the middle out of spite. Oh, yeah. I forgot I, I did that. Too. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> yeah, we told that story in yeah. a previous episode. Uh, so uh, apologize if I go dyslexic for a second and can't read. But So the growth mindset is the, is it, it's an, the idea, the mindset of I'm not there yet, but I'm striving to be better where striving itself is the end goal and it's just the never ending journey of becoming better. So which is like one of my favorite analogies I use all the time. You know, I, I want to be better than I was yesterday every day. That is in essence what the growth mindset is because you're never done growing. You know, there is no end goal. Just that, that period of growing is where you're going to live for the rest of your life. Cause you can always in every aspect become a bit better. So one way to do that is to not reward yourself. So in terms of effort, and we'll just we're just gonna say the gym, for example. There in anything that you do that takes effort that is hard, do not reward yourself for doing it because dopamine spikes at the end of effort in the future makes effort uh, the effort, you know, we're working out whatever it is, worse and worse. It makes it harder to do because you you're working for that dopamine spike at the end. But the bad thing about that is if there is no reward at the end, you're not going to want to do it anymore. If you know, so for example, if you're treating yourself with something at the end of your workouts to get through your workouts and you then for one day you can't get that reward, it's going to make it so much harder to go through your workout because you know, there's not going to be that dopamine spike at the end of your workout. So do not chase after things that are instantly pleasurable, such as food, sex, warmth, drugs, whatever it is that has that kind of instant gratification because it's only instant if you're quick, (laughs) you right. But (laughs) sorry, but it's a, it's just the thought of like being uncomfortable and and not sitting in that comfort level. Uh, Do not seek pleasure for pleasure's sake is a quote that I have taken out of uh, this script that I keep touching on Dokoro, um, which that's the second one. I haven't gone further than that because you know, one thing with that I'm doing is like, I'm going, you know, do not seek pleasure for pleasure's sake. That seems pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, I've been studying just that one thing for like two weeks to really understand it and, and take it to heart. But uh, where was I here? Um, in doing this, you learn to find pleasure is uh, you, you learn to find pleasure in effort uh, rather than for a reward. So by not seeking pleasure for pleasure's sake, you aren't looking for the pleasurable thing. You're looking for the thing that's going to be uncomfortable. The effort is going to be what gives you that dopamine, that pleasure. Okay. So there, there's a lot of like pleasures within modern life. Um, so going through that and then trying to be able to shut those out. So for example, going to McDonald's, getting some soda, eating some candy. I found Coke is a shit. You right. You know, doing drugs, doing whatever, you know, all this fun shit, it makes the dopamine, all these little things cause dopamine spikes. And if you are having too much pleasure throughout the day, your highs become normal and your baseline becomes almost a negative spike and a negative dip. So when you're at your baseline, that's why people are so depressed and anxious these days. What do your lows look like? They look like you want to fucking kill yourself is what they look like. Fair enough. Fair enough. And and uh, that's the problem with it though, is the baselines everyone is setting way at the top at, because it, there are so many pleasures to seek in life. And part of the growth mindset is being able to turn those away and, and living at your baseline dopamine. So a spike is just a spike. It's not where you live. You know, you're never, you're not going to be chasing that high. You're going to be chasing the baseline. And that's, that's what, you know, living in the growth mindset, when you live at that baseline, you know, that's it's basically you, staying grounded. Yeah. Living in that balance, it's going to keep you sane. It's going to, make the baseline almost a dopamine spike in itself. It makes me think, and I don't recommend, and I personally never have, but it makes me think of like when people do ecstasy because it like shoots up your serotonin and your dopamine. And then they always call the day after Suicide Sunday 
Sorry yeah. if that's a trigger for anybody, but um, because it, then you you know crash back down to your baseline, and people literally become so depressed the day afterwards because they have to readjust to their normal. Yeah, it makes the highs high and the lows low. Pretty much. But um, and and one thing, one way to get into and start the growth mindset is to just start repeating to yourself over and over: the effort is the good part. The effort is the good part. You know. I know it hurts, but I'm focused on doing this thing. And I, you know, this is where the good thing is, is in the effort of getting and obtaining the thing I'm focused on doing. And so if I'd be interpreting right, it'd be more like it's the journey, not the destination. Exactly. exactly. Which you've covered a lot. It's falling in love with, falling in love with the process, not the goals. That is so very, very true because I never thought that that would be possible, but I, you're specifically talking about the gym. I love my workout so much. Sure, now. there's an end goal that I'm trying to reach here, but I enjoy going and getting a pump and getting kind of sweaty and seeing all the other people. And I just, there's, I just I love it. I love it yeah. so much. But it took a while for her to get there. It like, did. It takes I, a while for everyone to get like there. Like she didn't even want to start the process really. And then it was like, like kind of begrudgingly like her going through the process and it took time for her to like, he dragged me kicking and screaming. Yeah. Like she was like focused on the end goal, but then she like actually was like, this process is where it's at. Like I'm, I'm enjoying this whole thing so much, the journey. Yeah. And it's, it's something of like, you know, cause dopamine is an internal reward system within itself, but dopamine feels good. We all want it. So we all go out to find those external pleasures when really, you know, just we can trick ourselves into giving, into releasing dopamine just by. Um, telling yourself these things over and over and it, it may sound like you're kind of like trying to lie to yourself but in a way you are and you're lying to yourself in the context of a truth and being that I want it to feel better I want this to feel good like you know for example starting in the gym it's never fun it, no one likes doing it but it's mm -hmm. just getting the repetitions in and tricking your brain and enjoying it and eventually it's that's where you get your dope because like going to the gym I that's what I that's my high for the day I look forward to going to the gym, getting my workout in. That's where I get my dopamine because I've done this over and over and I've gotten in that growth mindset where now the effort is the pleasure. Yeah. When you change your habits and stuff like that, and even just repeating things, I think we talked about a little bit when we talked about um, mantras and things like that, but it actually carves and changes the way your brain is structured. You create new neural pathways. So even if you don't believe it when you're saying it, eventually, if you just keep reciting it and keep doing it, like it will reform your brain to believe that it is true and then it will be true yeah yeah then just gonna end this little section off here like I, I just wrote down three things that are like kind of the keys to building this growth mindset and kind of getting into it and that's one don't spike dopamine prior to engaging in effort because you know if, if you already have the cake why are you gonna work for it you know yeah you don't get paid before you do the job more yeah. cake shit there you go more cake <laughs> fuck what i said <laughs> now i just i actually like want to go home and have a slice cake yeah <laughs> but then number two is don't spike dopamine after engaging in effort because if you're doing it for the reward if you're if you're doing this effort for the cake then you know once there's no cake you're not going to do it anymore because there's, you're never going to get rewarded for doing something over and over you know money's tight and economy sucks like you're never always going to be rewarded for doing something hard. So you just need to do it anyways. And that three is learn to spike dopamine from effort itself. And that's just what the whole growth mindset is about. You do this over and over. You lie, quote unquote, to yourself long enough. And you will believe that, yeah, this hard thing that hurts, it sucks. It's, you know, I don't want to do this. Eventually, you're going to lie to yourself enough where you will trick your brain into believing this is the shit. I love this. This is so much fun. I enjoy this. You you will get that dopamine release from the effort itself. Then you leave the gym and you're like, I don't love this. I don't. I'm, I'm so. This no, hurts no, so no. much. This hurts so bad. Yeah. Two <laughs> days later, when your muscles are sore, you're like, Fuck! Why did I do that? But then you can't wait to do it again. I know. Because that's addictive. where you get that dopamine for. Yeah. And then I guess I can add a little little three point A section to that is the cake is a lie, which I st I'm stealing oh, from uh, the video game yeah. Portal. If anyone knows what that is, I do know. Yeah. The cake's a lie. I never thought I could use that quote as an actual quote for something but meaningful, but it, it doesn't exist. There is no fucking cake. You're, you're never going to be rewarded. And that is what the growth mindset is, a, is about. 
is realizing there is no reward. You've got to do this because it, it's just what you do, and the, the effort itself is where you're going to enjoy living. I know you're saying there's no reward, but isn't growing kind of the reward? Yeah, if you but had you're to, never done. But you're never done. You're continuously growing. There's yeah. no. I think he's saying there's no like. There's the no, reward is not in your typical sense. Like it's going to be the through carrot. the constant progress yeah. you're making. So yeah, there's it's no like medal. a slow drip. There's of no dopamine. prize. There's no medals. There's no trophies. Mm. It's just doing it for the sake of doing it. There's a carrot on a stick or a piece of cake on a stick, and you're never actually going to catch it. First of all, I don't like the fact sense. that you 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 reference cake and carrot or and a carrot on the same thing. Not even carrot mm. cake. It was all a carrot. I mean, carrot cake. There you go. No. You, I want you, cake. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, if somebody's dangling a carrot on a stick, I'm I'm gonna smack that and be like, you get that away from me right now. But if there's cake, well, I'm smart. I'm just gonna grab the fucking stick. <laughs> work. I'm a little slow. I'm I'm, I'm gonna play the game. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the the growth mindset and that that kind of leads into in what I was liking today's topic to be, and that is building the foundations. I know you hear us talking a lot about. You know, you got to build the foundations before you can build the structure or you got to tear down what you've already built to rebuild your foundation into something better into this lifestyle that we're trying to promote. So that being said, the growth mindset is very helpful for starting to do that. And once you kind of get into that mindset, you can really build those foundations. So I'm going to open up this discussion into building the foundations. Building the foundations. So where... In your guys's life, where did you start? When you started this lifestyle, when you started, when you realized your foundation was fucked, when did you, or what did you do? I should say to kind of start uh, rebuilding your foundation. Oh, Megan's got a train wreck of a story for a life there for me. So <laughs> you, uh... I don't even know where to start. I fucked up so many times. I've done every fad diet you could possibly imagine. I've starved myself. I've tried to eat in excess. I've worked out. I At one point in time, God, I don't remember how old. I was probably like 23 or 24. I wouldn't leave the gym until my watch, little step counter doodad or thingy, uh, told me that I had burned 1,000 calories. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But like also, it's not even just don't her, do that. her don't diet do stuff. That. Like her personal life, like... The foundation, like okay, across I'm the a board. Wreck. Jesus well, no, Christ. I'm just like I'm saying. Welcome like, to call out Megan. <laughs> well, I'm gonna call myself out because you know I always hold myself accountable. But at the same time, like when you look at like everything with her, like the foundation blocks were missing in like pretty much every aspect of her life. He's so not wrong. things have improved greatly over the last. Yeah, and that's and that's not even like a me trying to say, oh, well, she's she's doing great because we're married now. Like no. this is her. This is the things that she's done to improve herself. But, like, at a time when things were bad and the diet stuff wasn't great, like, everything else wasn't great either. So, like, there's a common factor of, like, when you have a failing aspect in your life, whether it be at the gym or uh, your personal life or work, like, that affects everything. Yeah. So, I think what he's referencing, my job sucked. My relationship sucked. Like, I was far away from family and friends and everybody, so I only had one person that I could really rely on at the time, and we were super toxic to one another. I can't even say it was him. We were super both. It was bad. Um, so, yeah, like, everything else in my life was falling apart, so why the fuck do I give a shit about what I was putting in my face and what how much I was moving? Because I didn't give a fuck about anything. So that was kind of, yeah, it was... Uh, it was low. Yeah. But... Once I started to heal one aspect of my life, I was like, wow, I did that. Let's do something else. And then I grabbed something else. So like, okay, I got to a healthy mindset from my relationship. And then I started incorporating in physical activity. And then I started incorporating in other relationships and then food. And, you know, kind of like we touched on at the beginning of the episode, once once one thing came, it was it was the growth. It was more and more and more and more, and it was just addictive. Yeah, you get it, no one wants to lose in life, and so once you start winning, it's it's hard to stop. You're going to constantly be looking for that next win. Yeah, and you know you get into the habit of where just the process of winning becomes the win in itself. But not it's never a completely <clears throat> forward motion straight line. You're going to dip, you're going to backslide, you're going to fuck up, you're going to try something and feel like you're winning and then realize, oh, hey, maybe that wasn't the best route, let's try again. 
It's, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just. Well, that's why you're going forward. You're not going straight. Yeah. You're, you're going forward, which is yeah, not really some, in a straight line. Sometimes you, you backslide and you're like, okay, yeah. that didn't work. Let's get up and go again. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, <clears throat> even if you're taking one step forward for every two steps back, as long as you're constantly striving to do and be better, you, yeah. you know, that within itself is winning, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I mean, obviously, like, stop taking steps backwards if you can help it, but, yeah. you know, more of a slide backwards, you know, yeah, some, sometimes you get pulled back, but I like what Randy says better, because, like, <clears throat> you know, you're not, w- within this lifestyle, and especially when it comes to, like, rebuilding your foundations, like, it's not always going to be a straight line forward, like, you are going to laterally move left and right, and sometimes you're going to fall off and, and go back to square one, but, like, it's that knowing to always be moving forward. Mm-hmm. And you can find passions doing things like that like all of this shit for us like how it's kind of brought us together as friends and things as well it's you know you find people that align with the things that you love and then that again it heals multiple parts of your life and it moves you forward and and brings it more solid because you know we're around more like-minded individuals who this is important to yeah. I mean, when, when we first started dating, she didn't even come to the gym with me. Like, this has only been since we've been married. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't, she wasn't consistently coming to the gym. Consistently. No. I had a lot of back pain. That's my excuse. She also just is <laughs> One not, of many. She's, she struggles in social settings with random people. Yeah. So, like, she would get anxiety, and she just wouldn't come. And I'm like, well, we don't have to talk to anybody. You just hang out with me. Like, I'll I'll be there with you the entire time. Could not get her to go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, it took a long time for her to, like, even seeing me do all this stuff, for her to even have the courage to kind of, like, go forward and start making that step forward. When we were at our previous gym, it was kind of funny because it was me, like, dipping my toes in the water at the gym. So, we would go, and I would get on the treadmill for a while. And then he would go and lift weights, and I would go into, like, the little gymnasium room, and I would stretch. Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's yeah. for like half the hour. The VIP room. Yeah, the VIP room. That's about the time when we first met. When you go. Yeah, exactly. So I would just kind of like them. go and hide in there, and I would do a couple workouts if nobody else was in there or something like that. But that was just like me, like hiding in my little corner until I was comfortable and ready to come out into society. Yeah, she didn't want anybody looking at her. Yeah, yeah but one thing that you said previously about, uh, you know, the people and kind of toxic people, and that's that's one thing I want to touch about. Uh, for me, anyways, that was one of the things that I did when I first started rebuilding my foundations and becoming something better. Because um, what, what I've done over the last year and a half is I cut myself off. And what I did was a lot more hardcore and extreme because I needed to do it because I was on the verge of not living. But I cut myself off from everything in everyone. And the only people I kept in my life were the people who cho- you know, chose to be there. Like, I, I stopped going out. I stopped drinking. So that cut off probably 80% of my quote-unquote friends uh, because I was no longer fun. I didn't drink. I didn't go get fucked up with them any, anymore. And so it's like cutting out those toxic people and only being around people of that same mindset who are wanting to do and be the same way. The Finding people that have the same passions and the same drive to be better is the only way you're going to improve. There's a saying I really like because I like my sayings, and that is, and I don't know who, who who said this, so if anyone knows who says this, let me know, but you can't expect, oh, <laughs> let me retry that one. You can't expect to soar with the eagles and hang out with chickens because chickens, they're, they're going to be there. They're not going to go anywhere. They're going to sit in their pens. They're not moving forward in life, but if you want to soar with the eagles, you got to fucking break out of the coop and hang out with the eagles, you know? Mm. I agree. So like getting those toxic people out of your life is, is in my opinion, step number one, cutting out all the toxic things in general is going to be your first step. And we all build, especially in modern culture, we, we all build these really unhealthy habits, whether it's with food, whether it's with drinks, drugs, whatever it is, we all have unhealthy habits and addressing those. And like we talked about earlier, becoming aware of these things is where you're going to start. Becoming aware of all your toxic negative traits, write them down, tell them to a friend, I don't care, say them out loud, because once you become aware of them, it's going to be a lot easier to drop them and pick up healthier habits. I do want to, I'm sorry, I do want to say that I don't think everybody that like, you know, drinks, just to preface, not all of them are toxic, but it really comes down to just a lifestyle difference of like, 
these are the things that I want. And sometimes people aren't nearly as accepting and that doesn't mean they're toxic, but it's just, it's a fundamental difference in it, in our mindsets and staying around those type of people. It really limits you from your potential. Well, yeah. and there's a difference between going out and binge drinking on the weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and like going to a restaurant or a pub or something and having a couple of beers over conversation. Yeah. And like, yeah, and I guess I should say like, when I'm saying like, you know, my, the friends I cut out were toxic, like none of them were toxic people. It was just the lifestyles that they found themselves in were toxic. Like all the people I had and might have and had in my life are all very good, very, very awesome people themselves but the the lifestyles that they live in i should say are what was toxic and so if you're hanging around people yeah their lifestyles weren't conducive to the lifestyle you were trying to live yeah they they were living the lifestyle of a chicken while i'm trying to live the lifestyle of an eagle you know Mm -hmm. bringing my same no i was gonna say an example of that i was very proud of myself i came home and told randy the other day i had a fucking shit day at work yesterday like borderline point of tears wanted to fucking shit day and all of our m&ms were still in the cabinet nice and um so it was and i know <laughs> we have a huge thing we got for christmas and she four did not. pounds they bought me four pounds of peanut m&ms oh. is my kryptonite i was gonna say i love me some peanut m&ms i do too see i can hold off on peanut m&ms chocolate's not my thing but you put like sour patch kids sour skittle i don't like gummies swedish fish oh yeah. my god but her thing <clears throat> is to like I eat. eat pizza. I'm an emotional eater. Yeah. That's very much. So I had a fucking horrific day yesterday and I got in my car and I was driving home and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking and I was like, I should just stop and get something like it's going to make me feel better. I can go to Culver's. I can go to Casey's and get a pizza. Like it's just it's going to make me feel better. And I have like a 25 minute drive home. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so while I'm on my drive, I'm talking myself through it and I'm like, OK, yeah, you could do that. But like, is that going to make it better? Yeah. Is that going to make your day better? And I'm like, no, actually, like, I'm probably going to feel really shitty on myself afterwards. Like, oh, good job, you piece of shit. Like, you just ate a bunch of, like, I, negative self-talk. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Um, But so instead, I was like, okay, well, maybe, like, I have to stop at the gas station. Like, I'll compromise. I'll just get a drink. Like, that's okay. Like, I'll do that. And I was like, you know what? I got, I got crystal light packets at home that I really like. Maybe that's a better option. So it was just, I literally talked myself off of that ledge of just blowing through the day with food to try and solve my emotional problems. And I don't know, that was just, that was a big win for me. We're going to bring this full circle because the icing on the cake to all of this was. Is it full circle because you said cake? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we first got together, there was 80 pounds between us. Like I was 150 and she was 230. For the first time last night, she actually came in a pound under me. Woo! I weighed yeah, in. I, I weighed win. in. I weighed in at 178, and she weighed in at 177. Fuck yeah. you! First time, and I was like, "Kudos to you!" I like 100 percent. Like hats off. Like you earned it. Like you worked for it. But like, he's also not happy about it. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm like, I, I'm just really attached he's to my supportive. abs because, like, yeah. I worked so hard to ever get them and i've been trying to like pack on a little bit of size so i knew my weight was going to go up and then she's still working to bring hers down so i knew the day was coming and as it should be like there's no reason why she shouldn't be lighter than me yeah you know what i mean like and i'm happy for her like 100 like i'm glad she's sticking to it i'm glad she didn't binge it because she'd ate them in an that wouldn't have best believe <laughs> yeah yeah you wouldn't have been coming in under me yeah that's for sure yeah, yeah but no like that's like you know what i mean that look at that like she was like she persevered through that battling that trying moment and then like she had a reward that she didn't even know was coming yeah but the, that's part of the whole thing with like once you build your foundation start to like build a healthy structure you you give yourself power over these vices the food because i, I don't know if we talk about it like food is literally a drug that we use to feel better just like Proved by the or fda cocaine or whatever whatever you know, drugs are out there. Food is just as potent because I was the same. I was an emotional eater. And like, I, I have the very same issue with you. Like if I have a long night work in the bar one night, I'm tired. I'm, I'm cranky. I, I feel like shit. Cause I haven't eaten. I want to go to bed. Like, yeah, I'm like on the way home. Like I'm just going to get a frozen pizza and a bag of sour patch kids and a Dr. Pepper. And I'm going to go home and be a fat piece of shit. But it's like, 
now I'm getting over over that as of the last few months. And like instead of doing that, like, okay, I have this meal prepared for me at home that I'm going to go eat and then I'm going to go to bed mm-hmm. instead of like going home and sulking and feeling feeling sorry for myself. Because that's really what, it, what a lot of this is, is just feeling sorry for yourself. You did mention, and I thought the same thing last night, I knew I had a meal prepped and ready in the fridge. And I feel like since we're talking about foundations, meal prepping will make your life so much easier. It is sometimes a daunting job to sit there and make three days worth of food all at once. But you got three days worth of food. Yeah, you do it on your day off, like Sundays. Or not my day off anymore, but I still do it on Sundays. Yeah. Um, I prep all of Randy's food. I make one big meal that I can eat throughout the week, and I don't have to worry about it. So when I am tired and cranky, because I don't get home a lot of times till like nine nine thirty at night, and and I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Well, I had a reminder the other day. I was like, you know, you got dinner still left. And she's like, oh shit, yeah, I do. She like completely forgot. I did. <laughs> but like, that's the beautiful thing is like you have you have those meals available to you, and so. It like limits, you know, if you're trying to like talk to yourself like, oh, I want to go have a pizza or this. And you're like, man, I worked hard and I prepped that food. Like that food at home is for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I did that. Like I, I'm going to eat that. Like when you when you kind of take the extra step to do stuff like that, like it helps battle that like mental struggle you go through when you're having a shit day. When work is bad or school, if you're in college or your relationship, you had an argument or something like that. You know, I got to focus on some of the positive things that I've done. Like. When it comes to meal prepping, and especially when it comes like the nutrition side of meal prepping, there is a massive barrier to entry, though. Do you guys know what that is? Families. I don't know. Finance. Excuses. Oh. Um, excuses. I, was say it's, it's I got them for days. I'm I'm gonna quote one of my one of my favorite. And if you don't do this already, and you're trying to get into this lifestyle and you're struggling, look up motivational speakers and listen to them. One of my favorite is C.T. Fletcher. Awesome dude. One of his uh, things that he always says is "fuck your excuses." <laughs> That's the thing about it is we're we're, we're going to give ourselves nonstop excuses, and then this goes back into the whole psychology of it. It's like your brain wants to it wants that dopamine spike. It knows that like okay, we've been at a low all day. If I have this sugary thing that you know, if I eat all this shitty food, I'm going to get this dopamine spike. It's going to feel good, but it's getting over the excuses that you give yourself and just doing the things that you know you need to do again go back to the whole growth mindset which in my opinion is probably the most important part of building the foundation is you know get rid of the excuses get rid of the pleasurable things and just do what you need to do like you had that conversation with yourself like yeah if i have this i'm gonna feel good but then you know broad spectrum i'm not gonna feel good so uh, you know just getting over that whole excuse of, you know, well, I'm going to feel better. So I'm just going to do this. I'll feel better. And just doing what you know you needed to do. Mm -hmm. Because that dopamine spike is not going to last. By the time you take the last bite of that French fry, it's already starting to fall off. And you're like, oh, shit, why did I do that? Did I really have to do that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like I was talking to a guy at the gym today. And, like, he's trying to lose weight. He's coming, I lost 13 pounds this week. And I'm like, okay, well, first off, that sounds unhealthy in itself, but like, good for you. And then like, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm actually starting to die. I'm like, you know, well, if you don't mind, like what, what exactly is your diet? He's like, well, I just know what I, what I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be eating. I'm like, well, do you know what your like macros, your calories are? Well, I don't have time for that. I'm like, I'm like, well, like, okay. Like if you ever need help with like a meal plan or anything, I can help you like find out what those are for you. He's like, well, I don't have time to like meal prep or anything like that. I'm like, what do you mean? You don't have time. Like you don't have an hour. He's like, I work three jobs. I'm like, you don't have an hour throughout the entire week. It takes me an hour to cook my food for an entire week, and I eat twice as much as he I mean, would my, do. My biggest red flag at all that is then what does he consider to be dieting? And exactly. Like, what are you like? I'm just curious. You know what I mean? And not hey, I'm kudos to losing 13 pounds. But I think the more important thing is is now we need to assess how are you losing that because there's a healthy way and there's a not healthy way to go yeah. about dropping weight. Well, it's because like he was going into a little bit with me and. And, you know, about like what he's eating. And he's like, well, I'm just cutting out carbs. And I'm just, you know, I'm like, well, dude. And I, I tried to explain to him. Like, I just, I realized really quickly, like, I'm not going to, he's going to keep giving himself excuses of why. And it's, it's having that kind of mindset. And, and, cause you're going to give yourself these excuses over and over. 
you know, I, you know there's gonna, always going to be an excuse for why you can't lose the weight. There's always going to be an excuse of why you can't get your workouts in. There's always going to be an excuse of why you can't eat healthy. There's always going to be the excuse of why you can't meal prep. There's always going to be excuses for everything. But you fuck your excuses because they're, you just need to do it. It's getting in that mindset of not doing it because it feels good and doing it because you know it's what you need to do. Yeah, I will say there's there's a bunch of different ways to achieve weight loss goals. Um, and there's varying results of like, what the overall outcome is from the route that you've chosen to go. For example, me being as big as I was and when I wanted to lose weight, I was like, all right, well, you know, I've been like heavy most of all my life. I don't want to have a whole bunch of excess skin. Like I want to try and limit this as much as I possibly can just because like if I really get to the point that, you know, I have like surgery to move, remove the excess skin, I want to limit as much as I, you know, have to get cut off. So I did weightlifting. You know, I was learning to diet as I went along. It was a very trial and error process, which I got better through the time. And it's really good now, but it wasn't the best. But um, when I first started, I was more lenient on myself. And then it got more strict as I went, you know, when I hit plateaus and stuff. And then, you know, eventually, like, so I had a tattoo when I was, like, 23. The tattoo is still on my arm, even though it didn't look like a full, like, upper, like, half sleeve back then. It kind of does now because, like, I'm not nearly as big, but, like, it still looks really great. Like, I don't have a, a bunch of excess skin or anything on my arms because of, like, the route that I went. But I met a guy at the gym, and he dieted, and he did all cardio. Like, he did not weight lift. And he was – he lost, like, 200 pounds, and he had so much excess skin. Like, arms, legs, stomach, you know, his back area and stuff, like, where I didn't have all that. So, like – he still achieved his goal of losing weight and he was super fit. You know, he could run, he could do all that stuff. But what the goal that I had set for myself was completely different. So I'm not saying he was wrong in how he went about it, but what I wanted for my body and the way I wanted to achieve my goal led me down a different path. A little bit of that is genetics too. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's the same way, you know, why I've been doing my weight loss the way that I have. Yeah. I just want to let everybody know. Cause it's like, we're not the be all end all. Like there are different routes to go and you know, whatever works for you. Like I'm not a runner. I hate cardio. Like you know, for me, that's a no for me. But like at the same time, if that works for you and you can, you can achieve your goals and like do it. Yeah. It's like, there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Yeah. There's so many ways to approach this. And and that's why if anyone ever says like, this is the only way to do it. No, they're, they're fucking wrong. And the and there's a lot of things that we're gonna say that have worked for us that might not work for you. And well, yeah. If you think about it, meal prepping. So you you work a full time job and then you have all of your you know extracurricular second time job second time job. That's not a yeah. thing. You know what I mean? English um, is hard today. <laughs> we don't words. like none of us have kids. You know, we don't have like big families that we're taking care of. So yeah, meal prepping is really easy because we're cooking for one or two people. I should also emphasize yeah. at my job, I have a full service kitchen that I can actually cook all of my yeah. food at work, which so is not available to him. everybody. Well, it's like, for example, what, what I do, like, yeah, I don't have kids or anything. I'm a single dude, but like, I am very busy. I don't think I really yeah. touched on my schedule uh, with what, you know, yeah. my day to day life. But like, uh, you know. I work four 10-hour shifts. So, oh, I have a three-day week and I have so much free time. <laughs> no, I've had an hour and a half to myself today. But it's like I work 10 hours. I get up at, I get up an hour and a half before I go into work. And so because that allows me to cook my food and get my meals ready. And I meal prep on Sundays. But so Monday through Thursday, I wake up at 3.30. I get off work at 3. And then I go to the gym for two and a half, not two and a half hours, but about two hours. And then I come home. Then I also... You know, I produce this podcast, so like we record once a week, and then I also edit, and then I get everything out, do all the social media posts and everything. That takes a lot of my time. Mm-hmm. And then on top of this, I I have my workouts, which again about two hours a day, five days, uh, no, six days a week. And then my eating does take a lot of time in itself. It does. And then I'm also um, I'm starting kind of coaching. Um, mm-hmm. you know, people and athletes, I have three girls on my team right now. I'm not doing this professionally or I'm not taking any money for this because they're allowing me to use them as guinea pigs in a sense. So yeah. I can get better at this. But that being said, so I'm writing meal plans with them. I'm ch- doing check-ins with them. I'm writing workout programs for them. I'm tailoring everything to them and, and 
what you know is working, what's not working. I'm also uh, studying every every single day. I'm researching so I can do things most efficiently for them. I can learn new things for the podcast. So it's like I am very very busy. Yeah. And then I'm also trying to get the clothing side of things running. Right. And then trying to keep up with social medias on top of it. Then I work my uh, my part time job security at the bar every Friday and Saturday night. So it's like I have a lot of irons in the fire. Oh, 100%. But I'm, I still make time for all the things I need. Yeah. And so many people that give me the excuse that they don't have time it is because they're not willing to sacrifice the pleasures that they have now. Yeah. But Megan, break, just, break like, down, you break down what you do. What do you mean? Like, like your, me your schedule? Yeah. Like, oh, like give my, us an insight of this. I got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, I don't know, my average day. I usually don't get up until like seven and that's fairly new. I used to sleep until like nine and then roll out of bed and go to the gym at nine 15. That's crazy. I slept in today and I woke up at seven. Yeah. So my, my, <laughs> my new year's thing was trying to go to bed earlier and get up earlier and have a little better schedule. So this week I've gotten up at seven and I try to do chores around the house to help Randy so he doesn't have to do all of the chores. So he doesn't yell house. at you is what you mean. Yeah. It's clean, not even that. It's just clean up all my dishes. <laughs> so Megan, Megan does all the meal prep. She does all the food cooking. The only time that's a rarity is if I'm off. I actually make breakfast. He makes really yummy pancakes. Like I do pancakes. So we do like protein pancakes <laughs> and stuff like that. I make her coffee. You know what I mean? I help her get out the door type stuff for work. But like the meal prep portion, that's all her. Like yeah. most of the grocery shopping, that's her. But I've gotten it down. I've, I've. She's, she's perfected it. He's eaten the same exact fucking thing for the last three years. So I could probably do it with my hands tied behind my back blindfolded. Yeah, like, that's the glorious thing about meal prepping, though, is like you're not making some elaborate thing. Like yeah. my meal prep for the weeks, and again, I eat 3,000 calories a day. So like not my, even close. It, my meal prep takes me about 45 minutes at most. Yeah. And that's because, you know, I throw I, I put rice in a pot. I wash it. And then I throw it in, a, in my rice cooker, and then it does it, and then it's just done. Right. And then I take, and I preheat an oven, and I put my fish or my chicken on a fucking thing, and I throw it in the oven, and then I wait, and boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. Then I dice it all up, put it in the thing, and then the next morning I go and I package it, and like out the door I go. Yeah. So the like, most time-consuming thing for her is cutting up and weighing out my chicken. Yeah. Because yeah, he wants to know like exactly how much is in his servings so i usually shoot for eight ounces but if it's a little more or a little less i let him know so yeah it's mostly like the dicing and the chopping and things like that but i mean he eats chicken and then i do like a almost like a fajita vegetable medley for him which is about two cups usually about eight ounces of chicken <clears throat> i don't know why we're all so coffee today but we are <laughs> i'm actually not, fine i hope we're not getting sick no like i said i'm not sick. so right after i eat especially if it's a little yeah. a little higher in fats which today my my meal was you fatty. I, you you right you right no i went to chipotle because i need a little extra energy for this so i got you basic bitch yeah, I, love <laughs> I love chipotle but no i went to chipotle so like if i eat a little higher fatty food like i get really phlegmy yeah no so. did you get the apologies guac? everybody no. if you're listening to us like, you didn't get the healthy up. fats with the guac dude avocado and me are not friends oh yeah we've talked about it doesn't that. agree with me for some yeah. reason it, it makes me poop extra liquidy and oh, it's just no. not good for anybody randy eats an avocado every night. That's yep. part of his meal plan. I make him guac, but no, we did chicken, rice. He has a sweet potato. What, what I you do get? rice cauliflower as well. Rice cauliflower. And I either do jasmine rice or quinoa. Quinoa. We rotate it. Shit, yeah. what else is there? What else do you eat? Uh, I have a protein bar. I, I think a protein bag of chips. Um, yeah, that's kind of so. Yeah, it like I usually do three days at a time because otherwise he complains that the veggies get a little too soggy. Yeah, yeah, because I, I do four uh, yeah. seconds through my Monday through Thursday, right. but then you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm a little more. A lot of my plan. snacks have like whey incorporated in them because mm-hmm. like the higher protein that I'm trying to hit right now, like yeah. it's hard. Dude, chicken is so ex- like I just I I feel for people that want to like get on the nutrition and the dieting aspect and it's so expensive like i think typically right now for where we're at in iowa it's like 5.99 a pound for chicken typically yeah, but, if it's not on sale but it's it's in my in my opinion i probably spend a lot less money now 
eating this so, way than I did when I was. But back. you're, but I you're, 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 ways. but you're by yourself. If you had kids, if you had a wife, and you're feeding multiple people, buying yeah. the other stuff is far cheaper. Like having your meal, like I think we broke it down. We added up my food. It costs like sixteen dollars a day for me to eat. Something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like versus going to Aldi's and buying a sixty-nine cent box of macaroni and cheese to feed the kids. Yeah, you know, something like that's different. But you yeah. know, as far as like, or you, you know, you go out to fucking McDonald's and then you spend sixteen dollars for one meal. <clears throat> so it's not an apples yeah, apples to comparison yeah. for everybody. But like, if you like, it's easier for us because we don't have kids and stuff. But like, yeah. for people that, that are feeding, yeah, earlier. if you're feeding other people, like, it gets hard to like maintain. <laughs> diet just for yourself well plus the time it takes to meal prep you're not going to meal prep for a family of four no, no you know and then I've, it could feel like you're doing twice the work if you you know not every woman is the one who cooks dinner but as a female perspective if i meal prepped for myself throughout the week and spent the time doing that and then i still have to go home at the end of the night and cook for my family i'm probably gonna be cranky as hell about it yeah so a compromise would be meal prep for your lunch or your breakfast that you're going to eat by yourself and then still having the time and open availability in your diet to come home and make a relatively healthy meal for you and your family. Yeah, because like when I meal prep, I, I only meal prep for my three meals I eat throughout the workday. Right. And so it's like my breakfast, I wake up early to cook and my dinner I, I cook because it's just kind of like coming coming home and cooking my steak and potatoes just having that freshly cooked is just kind of a comfort thing for me. But it's like I can understand people that have, you know, wife or kids or husband, kids, whatever. I don't, I don't judge. Um, whatever you are, if you if you have a family, I can understand that being a little bit more time consuming. But it's just one of those things, too, of if you want it bad enough, you can sacrifice and do it. Is, is what I feel like time at. wise, yes. But financially wise, that may not be so feasible for everybody. I also feel like we don't have kids. So we can't judge that much. Yeah, but I'm not. I mean, I'm a, I'm, no, a, I'm, a, I'm a big ass kid myself, but like. I used yeah. to have a, you know, and also in saying this, like kid. I'm not, I'm not coming from the perspective of your yeah. meal, because like who the fuck meal preps for their kids? Like yeah. you're gonna send them off to school, they're gonna do a thing or packed lunches, yeah, or, but yeah, like packed lunches, but still, you know, you're gonna make a sandwich, whatever. Yeah. First of but all, like, what kid's gonna eat everything that you're gonna meal prep? For them? Yeah, but what I'm saying is like you're meal prepping for yourself, mm-hmm. and because it's one of those things of like at least for me, like if. If I find somebody stupid enough to want to date me and like be in a life and have a family, like I'm still gonna be meal prepping, but it's gonna be for myself. If they want to jump on that bandwagon too, cool, help in the process, you know. And it's like I understand also the aspect of it being costly, but again, that's another sacrifice that if you want to live this kind of lifestyle, you have to make that sacrifice, spending a little extra money for the better food. And again, mm-hmm. in my opinion, again, I guess you know the whole fucking ramen and macaroni and cheese diet, like. I mean, that's like how long are you actually going to survive off of that? Yeah. But like, because you're still going to need proteins, fat, that's all, all that shit. Yeah. So it's like eating healthy in general. And, and that's just, just something too that I personally believe is just a massive misconception of that eating healthy is expensive. Because like, I would, I'd buy pizzas, I bought, you know, all the pre cooked food, I just have to throw in the oven or whatever in the microwave. And, and I spend about half as much now as I do. Because before I'd spend like 120 bucks on groceries every week, just you know buying all this shitty, shitty food, and and I'd still have to go out to eat to make sure I had food all the time. So in reality, I was spending probably more like 250, 275 every week for food, and then I'd still go out on the weekends to get food because I didn't have enough for the weekends. And so then now I'm in the 350, 400 dollars a week type type, not a week, but like I was gonna say, it, damn, bro, get, you know, but it gets fucking expensive after a while once you start adding it up. Because like, once people are like, well, I just buy a pizza. I'm like, okay, well, what else do you eat throughout the day? Well, I go out to eat for lunch, I guess, and then, well, I guess I got breakfast on the way to work. Well, and then I got I got stopped the gas station yeah. for a snack. Like, once you really sit down and add it up, like if you're eating out multiple meals a day, one, yeah, nutritionally, you're not getting a lot of nutritionally dense food, and two, it's gonna be a lot more expensive. I've teetered back and forth on my opinions on if you're strictly eating from things cooked at the grocery store, it really just depends on where you go. Yeah. If you're eating oatmeal in the morning for breakfast, yeah, oatmeal is super cheap. And if you're eating chicken and rice for dinner, yeah, chicken and rice is super cheap. Well, ch- rice, is, rice is cheap. Rice yeah. is cheap. <laughs> Chicken's not. But again, if you're trying to, you know, have a little more zest, it can it can get. I can see it from both sides of the fence. I'm not going to just. 
not to yeah. cut us off, we should probably roll back around to the, the foundation thing True. and wrap yeah, it up. We, 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 did, we definitely got a tangent, like, as typical with every episode that we do, unfortunately. But it is but no, what it is. This is who we, we are. We get passionate. No, people like this, so I've, I've gotten a lot of yeah. compliments on the people yeah. liking this kind of, like, free forge style. I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, rain, rain in yeah. and bring us back down. Yeah, no. Um, I don't even know where to go from there. But, no, like... The foundation. Thing, yeah. The whole thing about building foundations, though, is is getting rid of the excuses which that whole thing was about mm-hmm. and, yes. and there it is yeah there, that's <laughs> it. that was it <laughs> but you no, can't tell we're winging the fuck out of this right I'm now the fuck out of everything man what are you talking about that's what eagles do oh, yeah dude <laughs> you're flying man you're soaring through the sky but no you have to get rid of the excuse to be able to build those foundations because you got to think of excuses as cracks in your foundations because with every excuse, you're going to be on a, on a shaky ground. You're going to be that much close to failing and falling apart and having to start again. Once you get rid of all the excuses and, and just fucking do it, you're going to have a solid foundation that isn't going to fall apart. Because once you learn to just A, tell yourself, and B, tell other people, no, this is what I'm doing instead then you can truly start to go down this lifestyle. And then you can, from there you can start to build the structure that is the Legion lifestyle. I would just tell everybody um, all the different aspects of your life, your, you know, your nutrition or your work life or your personal life. Start by just trying to lay some type of foundation down on one of them and then go to the next one and try and do the same thing. Don't try and just build one all the way up. Just yeah. start laying the foundation down for kind of each of them and then just kind of build upon each of them at, at the kind of the same pace. Because once you kind of start getting the flow of getting something right, then other things start start to fall into place. This isn't, you know, like a, a sprint. It's, you know, it's a marathon type thing. So take your time, work on the things that kind of need working on and obviously work on the things that you can definitely fix in the short term uh, to help get things rolling. Um, and that would just be my advice for everybody with foundation. Like, Start with getting little successes and then roll that on. Yeah, it's like something I said in, in a previous episode, I believe. It's like you're not going to finish the race in one step. You've got to take every single step to get to the finish line. There's no there's no shortcuts or cheat codes. You know, at the end of the day, to to live this lifestyle and to be where you want to be, like you got to take every single step to get there. There's no skipping any steps. You have to take every single step, no matter how hard it is. Yeah, and be proud of each one of those steps because each each step is a moving forward. Yeah. Each step is a step. Each yeah. step she's, is she's a gonna step. say that. She's gonna say every, that. Every step is a step. Every step yeah. is a step. But, but everybody, I hope you guys all enjoyed our our uh, talk on building the foundation. Shit, Randy's wrapping up this one. Fuck, oh, Randy, we, go for it. Well, no, I was just like, ah, I just seems like you're taking my fucking job. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> job. I'm sorry. You know what? This isn't my cake. You you, you iced this up. Let me eat this shit. <laughs> Let me eat this shit. <laughs> I think Randy's saying he's tired and he wants to go home. No, I just, I just, I really liked it, but I'm just like, all right, we, we, they get the point. Like, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? We've probably a little over on time. Let's wrap it up and give everybody a, a good send off. All right. In the Dean style? Let's hear it. I want to hear no. Randy's send off. And now yeah. Oh, Randy's an asshole. Randy, wanna, Randy sends people it. off in yeah. the morgue. Okay. Shit. Well, <laughs> no. shit. Jesus Christ. Wow. All right. Well, fuck. Thanks for, t- thanks, <laughs> thanks for tuning in this episode, guys. I know we got a little off track there for a second, but like, you know, we brought it around eventually. <laughs> 25 minutes. Hey, either, either way, good advice is good advice. Conversation is conversation. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode because I know I enjoy this. We had fun. Going this off was on a the, good one. Going off on these rabbit holes is fun for me. Yeah. But build the foundations. Every fucking step you got to take. And fuck your excuses. Fuck your excuses. Holy shit. Stop lying to yourself unless it's a good way in building the fucking growth mindset. Change your life for the better. Join the Legion. Live the lifestyle. Become a Legionnaire. Soar with the Eagles. Soar with the Eagles, motherfuckers. Let's get out of here. Later. You guys got anything else? I'm good. Peace out. Later.